Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Uh, to start this new series uh, about uh, who Jesus is as we journey with him, and my hope is, is that as we do this and as you get to know him better, that he will enter deeper into your heart, that you will invite him in a greater way into your life. Um, one of the great temptations in, in Christendom is to invite Jesus into our life, but it would be kind of like coming into the church, but we, he just gets into the foyer, right? He just comes into our life. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. But here's what I know. God wants so much more for you. What would it be like if Jesus had an all-access pass to our lives? where he was able to go everywhere in our life. Part of preparing our hearts to receive all of who Jesus is, is I know that some of you say, well, pastor, you know, I've, I've been there too, and you're talking about lordship, right? Well, Advent is definitely about lordship, but there's more to it than that. This series is talking about the different roles of Jesus, as is revealed in Scripture. It talks about three different roles specifically. Jesus the prophet, Jesus the priest, and Jesus the king. Today we're going to take a look at the prophet and what would it be like to, to have an all-access pass of Jesus the prophet in our life. Next week we'll focus on the priest and the week after that the king. And then on the 24th we'll talk about Jesus the son of God. And some of you are wondering, well, why does it matter? There are three big things wrong in our world today. One is we're ignorant. And uh, the prophet deals with that because the prophet tells us who God is and who we are and what God wants to do in our lives. We don't see the spiritual side, but the prophet reveals it to us. We're sinful, and so we need a priest who takes us to God and speaks to God on our behalf and speaks to us on God's behalf. And the next big wrong is that we're sinful. And I'm not talking about the big sins like murder, idolatry, theft. I'm talking about the soul-warping sins that, that is in each of us that cause us to fight against ourselves and, our, and one another. And so we need a, prof, a priest, and we need a king. We need a king because, well, we're powerless. There are so many things that we don't control, but we do know a king who is over all. So today I want to talk about Jesus the prophet. Jesus the prophet is, Moses started off by saying this. Moses was Israel's greatest prophet, and he predicted Jesus would come, and he said in Deuteronomy chapter uh, 18, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me, from among you, from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. And then God, through Moses, goes on to say, I will raise up a prophet like you from among their, their fellow Israelites, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell the people everything I command him. 
I will personally deal with anyone who does not listen to the message the prophet proclaims on my behalf. Moses spoke that early in the Old Testament. Peter, you might remember, when the church was born, gets up and preaches this amazing sermon on the day of Pentecost, and this is what he says in Acts chapter 3. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me among your own people. Listen carefully to everything he tells you. So he's quoting from the passage that we just, just read. Then Moses said, anyone who will not listen uh, to that prophet will be completely cut off from God's people. Starting with Samuel and every prophet spoke about what is happening today. You are the children of those prophets and, and you are included in the covenant God promised to your ancestors. For God said to Abraham, through your descendants, all families on the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, Jesus, he sent him first to you, people of Israel, to bless you by turning each of you back from your sinful ways. Jesus was described as a prophet, and he was sent to you, listen to him. Jesus describes himself as a, as a prophet. He was in his hometown of Nazareth, and they weren't, ah, you know, isn't this Mary? We, we, we knew his parents, we know his brothers and sisters, and Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, verse 24, tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. You might remember even after his death, Jesus had been raised from the dead. He's walking with some, uh, some people on the, road to Emmaus, uh, uh, on the road to Emmaus. And he's, he's telling them, you know, I heard you talking. What were you talking about? And, uh, and they said, hey, you know, well, we've been talking about this Jesus. And, you know, he was a prophet, strong in word and deed. But, uh, yeah. Our leaders crucified him. He had the sense of a prophet. Let me tell you about the role of a prophet. Role of a prophet in the Old Testament had two, had two different things that they did. The first thing they, was forth-telling. It was telling God's truth into a particular culture. Uh, they they would, would hear from God and they would say, Thus saith the Lord. They would speak what pleases God and what God detests. The prophets made up a, a specific, uh, a significant portion of the Old Testament, uh, and like Isaiah and Jeremiah, and they would speak to people about following false gods. They warned against rituals and religion that did not turn their hearts towards God. They called people back to repentance. They, they spoke of the truth that was into a particular situation. Sometimes it was great, and you would hear the theme of God's coming. He's going to send a Messiah. And sometimes it was really uncomfortable, like Nahum going to David and said, yeah, let me tell you a story about a wealthy man who was throwing a party, but instead of taking one of his own sheep, he went to his poor neighbor and stole his. And David saw himself in the story, told the truth about what was going on. The Old Testament prophets also told about what was going to happen. That was foretelling what's going to happen in the future god god would show them what was was going to happen and they would would tell of the future so so prop you know if you don't do this if you don't repent then this is what's going to happen they predicted that israel would fall into the hands of babylon and be in captivity for for 70 years isaiah also told about the for, about the coming of christ unto us a child is born unto us a son is given 
And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's saying it's going to come. So these prophets, they were talking about what is going on and then what would happen uh, in the future. Sometimes the prophets would back up what they said with power. So you might remember Elijah calling down fire from heaven to demonstrate God's power over the power of Baal. Or Elisha helping the widow by taking just a, a little flask of oil and using it to fill up her jars and all the neighbor's jars with oil. And so when Jesus shows up in the scene and he starts to, to hear or, and they start to see what he's doing. He's calming the storms. He's healing the lepers. He's uh, raising the dead. He's, he's showing up in power. It's no wonder in Mark chapter 8 that uh, Jesus says, Jesus and the disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. And they were walking along. Uh, along. He asked them, Who do people say that I am? Well, some say some, John the Baptist, and some say Elijah, and others say you're one of the other prophets. Hmm. You're one of the other prophets. See, the, the prophets came in power, and so the people thought, okay, well, Jesus must be a prophet. Like I said, in, in Luke chapter 19, it, it, it says, you know, he's talking to the road on, on, of Emmaus, and says, you know, these things happened to Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. When people saw the miracles that he did, he's a prophet. The story that was read a little earlier about Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, Mo Moses represented the law, Elijah represented the gospel, and Jesus walked among them, said, I'm the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Jesus came living out the role of the prophet. People saw him as such. And I know I'm talking a lot about prophets and roles of prophets. So I want to spend the second half of today talking about why does it matter? Why does it matter that Jesus was a prophet? People saw him as such, but why does it matter to me? Remember, the role of a prophet is a messenger bearing God's message. And Jesus came bearing the message of God. This message has two parts to it. It has a foretelling part, speaking truth into our present. And it has a foretelling part, telling us about the future. The foretelling part is summed up in the words, the gospel, the good news. Let me tell you about the gospel. The gospel speaks the truth about our lostness. Jesus came for the spiritually sick. Jesus came for people who were sinners. It was the tax collectors and the sinners who hung out with Jesus. They really liked him. Jesus speaks the truth about how sin brings death and how sin needs to be dealt with. He speaks the truth of our lostness. We need to hear that truth. Because when we forget it, 
we start in a place that's unhelpful. The good news of our lostness is this, that Jesus is the kind of person who, he told the story when a shepherd had 100 sheep and he lost one of them. He just didn't hang out with the 99. He went and searched for the lost sheep. And he searched for you and he searched for me in our lostness. That's the message of the gospel. That's the truth of now. He searches for us in our lostness. Like the woman who lost a valuable coin and she swept her whole house. And, and then when, when she found it, she rejoiced and called her neighbors to rejoice because we were found out of lostness. The gospel speaks the truth about God's love for you. You're valuable. God loves you. God loves you right where you're at right now. That's a present tense love. The picture of God is communicated through Jesus that he's the father waiting for the son to come home who had wandered away from him and said, I don't want anything to do with the family. I'm gone. I'm going to make my own way. And the father waits with both open arms. And when he sees the son a long way off, he, he runs to embrace him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's good news. The gospel speaks of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Anyone who calls on the Lord will be saved. Grace is God's unmerited, unearned favor. God just likes you because he made you and you're you. And he takes you right where you're at. But he doesn't want to leave you there. He's full of mercy to forgive sin. He's full of forgiveness. You can come as you are. God speaks of our relationship with God. The gospel speaks of our relationship with God. We're allowed to know him and walk with him. Abiding with him, remaining plugged into him, having this relationship with him. The gospel speaks to the needs of our heart. Not only are we forgiven, but we're made new. Jesus was the messenger of the gospel, the messenger of the good news. And if you will receive his message, it puts into motion God's plan for you, God's hope for you, God's heart for you, that you would come to know and embrace and walk in his love. It's a Sunday of hope. God's fervent hope for you is that you would walk out of your lostness into his grace. That you would walk into his love and embrace it fully as he embraces you. That you would experience his grace and mercy and forgiveness. God's hope for you is that your relationship with him would go deep and strong and that the needs of your heart would be met in him. But the gospel also has a foretelling part to it. Jesus was God's messenger of what was and what is to come. It tells us now that creation is, right now, in distress. It groans. We, we, we live in a fallen world, and sin has taken root, and its toll on the earth itself. Decay and disasters are not what we were made for. Satan is the prince of the power of the air. 
he has some authority on this planet. And he still is moving and wrecking lives. And evil has been allowed a long leash. And with evil has come pain and sickness and death and suffering and grief and hatred and discord and relational breakdown and war and violence and ruin. And we are at war. We're at war with sin, with injustice and evil and hatred. As I talked about last week, put on the full armor of God for a battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. We're at war. The gospel speaks about right now, but it speaks about our future as well. Jesus' message from God is that it won't always be this way. Jesus told us that there is a time coming when Satan will be destroyed and evil and pain and death will be done away with. There will be a time when, when he makes all things new. So I, I don't know when Jesus is going to come back. Maybe tomorrow, maybe hundreds of years from now. But I do know that he is coming back. And in his role as a foreteller, he instructed us to be ready. To always be ready for his coming. And when he comes back, he's going to take us to be with him. And at that time, that will be the beginning of the end of evil. For Satan will finally be dealt with. Evil will finally be erased. Violence will finally end. The lion will lay down with the lamb. And we will be completely changed. Our doubts and our fears will disappear. Our hopes and our dreams will be fulfilled, and Jesus will set up his kingdom, and of that there will be no end. As a hymn writer put it, there's coming a day when no heartaches will come, shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day glorious day that will be. Sing it with me. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace and when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrows there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no more pain, no more parting over there, but forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day, that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, 
the one who saved me by his grace. And when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. Jesus, as a prophet, foretold that day. It's coming, and you can count on it. Jesus, as prophet, delivered God's message, the gospel, the good news, and it is indeed for you. This morning, we're going to be taking part in communion. One of the great things about Jesus as the prophet was not only was he the messenger, he was also the message. He came and lived a perfect life to all who would receive him. He gave the power to become children of God. For all who would receive him, he gave the, the power to come into the family of God. He is our hope, our strength, our life. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for coming as a prophet, for telling us the good news, telling us about what it's like in the present, and telling us what it's like in the future. Thank you, Lord, for delivering God's message of love and grace and forgiveness and hope. And Lord, on this day, I'm praying that we would indeed walk in the message you, you gave. Help us to live in the hope that you gave. Help us to walk in your ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.